Welcome to the 18th episode of Outsiders. My name is Julia Curtis Burns, and today I'm joined by Sam Kirk, multidisciplinary artist and living and working in Brooklyn and Chicago. Oh, Brooklyn and Chicago. So you go between both. I go between both. I literally split my time 50-50. Like, so, so how often do you travel? Like every week? Every month. I travel every month. Depending on what projects I have going on, I there's been times where I've traveled every week in a month. The summers are really busy for me. So I could be here one week and then gone for two weeks and then back. And it's just, yeah, it really depends on the project, depends on the work. Hmm. So we are right now in Sam's studio space home. Yes. In Brooklyn, I I have an interesting setup. So <laughs> I have a work-live space um, because space here is really expensive. Mm-hmm. And then I have a second space that I rent on an as-needed basis at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Oh. So when I get really big projects here, I happen to know some really cool guys that kind of do similar work as me and or as I do and um they have a good size space that I can rent from them if I need to or if if it's not uh depending on the budget I fly back to Chicago because I have an enormous studio there. Mm. is that also like a home studio or that's no, like a no. separate space yeah no I have a separate home and a separate studio in Chicago my my studio in Chicago is Two floors. Um, it's about 3,600 square feet. Yeah, it's huge. Wow. It's huge. <laughs> it's like one of those old industrial lofts that you don't really see that often anymore. Um, but I've had it for eight years. So um, I've kept it just because it's great for space and for doing really, really big work. So, so is the majority of your work like a large, on the larger scale and... Or can you tell us about it? Yeah, no. I mean, my work varies. So I'm a multidisciplinary artist. So I do everything from prints to paintings to murals to custom fabrications. So um, in New York, for the last three years, I've been fabricating events for or fabricating the materials for an event called Live It Up, which Mm. is for Guinness. It's a celebration of culture through art and music for the West Indian, West African community here. Yes. And yes. <laughs> Which is actually how I met Jen. But, oh. Um, Jen's my partner. Um, Hi, Jen. <laughs> Hi, Jen. <laughs> and um, for them, I've been building, every year I've built a different, very large sound system. Mm. Uh, I think the smallest was last year's, and it was 18 feet long by 8 feet high. And then we did like a custom uh, trike with speakers on it. So it, it varies. My work um, is developed based on the idea. Okay. So I kind of let the idea dictate what medium I'm going to use. And depending on how I want to tell that story, it might be something that I do with my carpentry skills. It might be something that I do in an oil painting. It really, it really wow. depends. But I try to produce work that varies in medium and in style because I want, it's important to me, me to reach a broad audience. Mm-hmm. So I grew up um, in a working class family. Neither one of my parents went to college. So, you know, they're, they, are, they were blue collar workers. Um, and for me, my mom really focused on the importance of art and culture 
in our upbringing and it was obviously very beneficial mm-hmm. <laughs> to me so I don't want to become one of those artists that becomes unaccessible to the people the very people that influence my work so I do my best to make a variety of different styles and types of art so that it kind of can reach people of all different incomes and lifestyles mm, I think that's really important um you know, growing up in New York City, mm-hmm. um, just being able to access art and being able to be exposed to art in an affordable way mm-hmm. was really important to my childhood. So yeah. I think it's great when artists make their art something that everyone feels like they can have a discussion about, appreciate, and right. learn from. So, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, and to have it in their homes, you know? I, know. I mean, it's one thing to be able to go to an art museum or a gallery or to see public art, which I love public art because it kind of um, puts art in a space where for people that even don't go to the museums yeah. or don't go to galleries, so it's like a way of getting them that art and that creative energy. Um, but I just, I, I want people of all incomes to be able to have my art in their living room or in their home so I try to make it you know available so do you uh have a website where people can purchase your art or how you go to art shows (laughs) I was trying to think about the right word exhibits (laughs) shows exhibits exhibits. sorry (laughs) no it's okay um shows exhibits they're the same thing um yeah I mean throughout the year I do several exhibitions Um, Some are group shows, some are solo shows. You can find them on my website. My main website for my portfolio is IamSamKirk.com. But I recently started a collective called Provoke Culture. And Provoke Culture was kind of like the mantra behind my work. Mm -hmm. It was um, almost a tagline for my work for several years. And in developing it, I started to realize like me being the only person behind this tagline isn't enough. Like I need more artists to represent what this is about. So now Mm. Provoke Culture has become an online kind of art boutique where you can find work by not only myself, but Jen, Jenny Cunningham of Corklin. Corklin, (laughs) Um, awesome. (laughs) And Carla Overa. Um, Carla does a lot of like custom bow ties in different cultural fabrics. She reupholsters furniture in in different also cultural fabrics and styles Um, and just kind of really merges like a vintage style and a dapper style into furniture and um, apparel and accessories. So um, we're still growing. Um, I'm kind of trying to curate the style that I want. So I'm being particular on the artists that I want. It's not necessarily based on, um, how much experience you have in doing it, but the quality of the work that you put mm. out. Um, so yeah, Provoke Culture is where you could find, um, some of my more, I guess, accessible items. So prints, t-shirts, um, bow ties I even I have I do custom fabric that we make bow ties from um, love bow ties yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the my paintings you can shoot me an email I don't have those on that site just because it's there you know I have an exhibit up in Chicago right now and I might have an exhibit somewhere yeah. else so like they're not always just that easy 
to purchase right off the website, so you can email me about those. Well, that's awesome that you have so many exhibits, you know, and I want to congratulate you for that because that's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) So could you tell us a little bit about how you even got started? I mean, because you have an amazing career path that you've set. So how did you get (laughs) into it? Well, I've always been an artist. Um, As a kid, I would doodle and draw my whole life, but I never thought I would be an artist. Um, Growing up, I think growing up in a working class family, your parents kind of encourage you to go to college and become, you know, the ideal professions, right? Like in business or a doctor or a lawyer or something like Mm -hmm. that. So I went to school for marketing and design, specifically interior design, and because I loved architecture and I loved the flow of space. So I got, I double majored and... um, are you one of those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, double, that's awesome. <laughs> I double majored because uh, I couldn't decide which one I wanted to do. When I was in school <laughs> studying design and I was pitching my work to architects, so many of them were like, we love your work, but it won't get built in the United States because it was so conceptual. Mm. I studied an architect called um, Antonio Gaudi from Barcelona, and my work was very... kind of like my art is, you know, very organic and kind of curvy and um, vibrant in style and um, non-traditional materials. Mm. So you don't see that a lot in the United States. And if I knew then what I know now, I would have said, well, then I'm moving to Europe. Mm. (laughs) But I didn't. So my, my other major in marketing took me into an advertising career. And I worked in advertising for um, about 10 years. Wow. And when I got my first office, I started to put up some of my paintings. I was like, oh, I'll decorate my office. <laughs> <laughs> and started to put up some of my paintings. And some of my coworkers were like, oh, those are amazing. Like, did you do them? So I started to get commissions. And kind of organically, mm. little by little, um, I was like, okay, well, maybe I should start showing work again. Um, I did. I had a, my first gallery show when I was 19. But after that... I went into college and I kind of didn't think about it again. So then when the commission started coming up again, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do this, you know, just as a hobby, like a side thing. And I started showing again and started to get a lot of press and um, was commissioned for some really big projects. Two kind of at the same time. One was to design a home from the ground up for an existing client of mine that I had Mm. done design work for, which was going to be a huge undertaking. And the other one was to do... 15 basically mural pieces for this huge music venue in Chicago and advertising at the same mm-hmm. time and um I had kind of I had a really great career in advertising I loved my job I worked in entertainment marketing mm-hmm. so I traveled I came to New York all the time um so it was really a really tough decision but it was at a point where the industry was changing because of social media Mm. and I kind of wasn't getting the challenge that I was looking for. So I was like, how often do kids like me from the South side of Chicago get to be an artist? So I was like, well, let's see how it goes. If it doesn't go well, it's not like I had a bad career in advertising. (laughs) So I'll just go back. But it's been six years. Mm. I've been doing it full time. Um, And I, I really credit my career in advertising for, a lot of the success that I've had because my career has kind of gone 
backwards or the opposite way than most artists. I think a lot of artists initially start showing in galleries and try to get corporate brands to commission them. Mm. And for me, having a lot of the advertising connections, I started off with a lot of the commercial brand commissions, and now I'm starting to try to get more into the gallery Mm. stuff. Um, So I just have like a really good mix of the different types of projects that I get to work on. So when you say get commissioned by a brand, mm-hmm. can you break that down? So you just mean, so they reach out to you. They say, we'd like you to represent our brand. Can you create a piece that represent our represents our brand? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, so there's a couple different things. Like I mentioned Guinness earlier. The advertising agency for Guinness that represents Guinness reached out to me and they're like, you understand marketing you have a design background, so you understand the flow of space and how to lay out space. And you have all these artistic abilities. Mm. Like, you're basically three people in one <laughs> for the three things that we need. Like, would you work on this project? And because that program fits into my portfolio, my portfolio is entire, entirely about the exploration of culture and identity. Mm. I was like, yes. You know, so I don't just take any commission that comes to me or any request but if it fits into what I'm interested in or the portfolio that I'm building then I'll take it um so yeah so they asked me would I be interested we do this budget negotiation mm. dance and <laughs> that's a, a tough scope part. of work yes yeah. it is the tough part. it's a tough part because artists don't get the credit that they deserve you know like it's still an industry especially being a woman mm-hmm. in that industry <laughs> um you have to fight for your dollars. Yeah. Like you have to really fight for your dollars, and um, you have to be willing to to be like, you know, I know you want all of this, but you don't have the budget for all of this. So this is what I can give you for the money you have, mm-hmm. instead of being like, okay, I fold, I'll do it for you anyway. Yeah. You know, um, so that it is it is a challenging part, and it is a challenging industry. But um, hopefully, enough of us keep doing it the right way, and. We'll start to change that and turn it around. But, but yeah, so um, sometimes it comes from the brand directly. I did um, a huge mural for a company called Tasty Trade. Mm. They do um, basically, they're like a really fun, I almost want to call them like a ad agency for the trade market. Um, okay. Yeah, they do, they do a lot of shows and um, online broadcasting about how to trade stock and I went in for an interview once and I don't really know completely why because I don't (laughs) do anything (laughs) with trades but it was a it was one of the best interviews I've ever had and I sat down with the owner um his name is Tom and his kind of sidekick I guess Tony they're both brilliant men in the that trade stock and they have like this kind of online show we sat down, we talked, we talked about queer art and bow ties and no, I love that. all things that had nothing to do with the trade market, but um, it went really well and they asked me to come back and create a 22 by 26 foot mural. So it's the main thing. What? Yeah, it's the main thing in their office and it spans two stories. So we were like on scaffolds, suspended. <laughs> okay, so is, is it just you or like you have a team that also I have works a team. with you? Because that's a lot of space. It's to a cover. lot of work. Okay. Yeah, and we do okay. it all by hand for, for something like that. Like some stuff we do with spray paint and stuff, but in a space like that where there's all these computers and yeah. you know, technical equipment, 
um, I feel more comfortable with um, using a brush. So it's all by hand. Yeah. So what? So how long does something like that take? It took us seven days. Wow. Yeah. It wow. took us seven days. There were four of us, but two of us full-time, two part-time. So mm-hmm. really like three people, um, all women. Yes, women. <laughs> all women. And... Um, yeah, I hire a crew regularly for mm. mural work because mm. otherwise I'll burn myself out. You yeah. know, I, d- I have some really good um, female artists that I know that do amazing work and they always help me out with like really large projects like that. So, mm. mm-hmm. so you mentioned queer art. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? So do you like the term queer? Is that something that you identify with? And Yeah, I like the term queer. I identify as queer. Um, I don't really get like caught up in, um, necessarily like what I identify as. Yeah. I'm totally comfortable with identifying as queer or lesbian, um, or like androgynous or whatever, you know, <laughs> I, I just... like androgynous also. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, term. I'm just me, but yeah, if, if I had to choose like queer is totally fine. Mm. Um, but yeah, I produce queer work. So the whole goal of my work is to explore culture and identity and for a long time it was just exploring culture because I wasn't comfortable with my Mm. identity which is kind of interesting because I grew up in a family that was very comfortable with my identity (laughs) but all of the women that I dated um except for Jen she's been like her and her family have been a breath of fresh air Mm. um all of the women in my past like their families all had an issue with um their daughters being queer. So there were all these obstacles and it kind of um, shut off that side of me because Mm -hmm. I had to hide it in so much of my life. It was like I was able to turn on in my family and then I had to turn off when I went to theirs. Like they knew what was going on, but they were like, we don't want to see it Mm -hmm. or anything. So as an artist, when your job is to express things and you have to turn like a part of you off, it affects the work that you produce. Mm -hmm. So really in the last um, like two, three years, I've been really starting to open up more and, ex- and express more of my identity, my queer identity in my work. Mm. It's always kind of been there in like I've always painted a lot of figurative art that celebrates women. So like it's been there in those ways, but it's always been like women in a cultural aspect. But I hadn't really like really talked about you know, what it's like to be a queer woman or a queer Mm. woman of color in my work. So now I'm finally getting into that and I'm starting to get into, you know, addressing some of the issues that come up in coming to, to terms with being queer and having this identity and not just for me, but for, um, a lot of youth. So I do a lot of work on youth homelessness in the LGBT Mm. community, um, on how the sex trade plays a role in our community. Um, and then I, obviously do work that celebrates just who we are and you know why people should pay attention to us and (laughs) why we're awesome yeah (laughs) I love that so what inspires your work because you work in your studio here your studio in Chicago daily Mm -hmm. right so what gets you up and motivated um experience experience really Mm -hmm. I mean my work is entirely based on my experience in different spaces. So 
it's about, you know, if, if we go out on a weekend and we're in a certain neighborhood or we go to a certain event and I have an interaction with somebody, that experience will influence my work. Um, and then sometimes I hunt for it, you know, sometimes, and that's kind of part of the reason why I opened a second studio in mm. Brooklyn. Growing up in Chicago, it's a really segregated city. And while I'm multiracial and I grew up in a city that yes, does have diversity, it's a very different experience of diversity. So I moved to Brooklyn to, and opened a second studio in Brooklyn to get that experience mm. of, I was hungry to feel like what, what multiculturalism felt like in a sense. And even though, you know, New York is still segregated in a lot of it ways. It is, yeah. But it's very different than any other city in in the way that diversity and just the way people are forced to connect, uh, want to connect, overlap each other regardless of, mm-hmm. you know, what you want. Subways will want. tell you yeah. everything you need to know. <laughs> exactly. About the world. So <laughs> it's 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 been a great experiment for my work and an experience for me. Um and kind of opening my eyes to things that um, were ingrained in me in my childhood and also in experiencing seeing how people like interact and engage with each other that are mm. that are different from them when they're not expecting it, when they are expecting it, you know. So, mm. yeah, it's all from the experience. Chicago. Ooh, Chicago. Everybody keeps telling me that like it's better than New York. I'm mm-hmm. not. How do you? I mean, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I, you know, I get asked that question all the time, and um, I don't think you could really compare the two. New York mm. and Chicago are such different cities that to to try to compare if one's better than the other is really difficult to do. You know, New York is a massive city with literally a very international influence and experience. Um, It's a much older city than Mm -hmm. Chicago as well, so there's a lot of things that are just ingrained in the day-to-day that Chicago just doesn't have, you know? Mm -hmm. And life here is very different than Chicago. You know, the the hoops you kind of have to jump through is very different than Chicago. And then Chicago, to me, especially after living here, feels more kind of small town city it's a big city yeah but just the way that you know people are and um kind of the way the city works Mm -hmm. in itself feels very different than you know new york you know people sleep they like (laughs) (laughs) they really want balance (laughs) here people are like balance Ah." they're like sleep what is that We'll sleep later when we can't party or can't do this or that anymore. You know, there's always this, like, go, 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 go here. Um, and in Chicago, people are like, yeah, you know, maybe we'll, next we'll weekend. It. Yeah, it's, it's it's more of a, a little bit of a more chill um, kind of approach, I guess. But um, And it goes with um, everything else with the city, you know. Most stores close at, like, 10 o'clock and oh wow uh trying to find something that's open 24 hours is a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. than it is here it does exist but it's a little bit more difficult um i mean we have great food amazing food in chicago um great festivals and um different events but it's just it's a little bit more spread out too mm-hmm. you know like here you could say oh i want to go see belly dancing or something tonight and there's a good chance you'll be able to find that if not tonight so at some point yeah. this week 
in Chicago, it might be sometime next month, you know? So yeah. it's just, they're very... A different pace. Yeah, sort of. totally different pace um, and just different energy. Mm-hmm. Very different energy. Yeah. Speaking about sleepless, Sam told me that she drinks how many cups of coffee? <laughs> it varies on the day. <laughs> you know, I love coffee for the way it tastes. My sister got me into the eggs because I went, I want to say, 30 years without drinking coffee. I, this is a new thing. It's not like... Oh, coffee is new? Yeah. Oh. This is new as in like the last four years. My sister loves coffee. I have a twin sister. Her name's Jenny. You have a and twin? I have an identical oh, twin. Yes. Wow. Yes, I have an identical twin. Hmm. And she loves coffee. And um, she she was like really strong on getting me to like it. And she succeeded. <laughs> so, so now you have like four so cups now, a day. Yeah, sometimes. Not yeah. every day. And her coffee is good. It's like she made me some because I'm like so tired today. <laughs> It's chocolate. It's like right, yeah. half and half. It's half and half. So so yummy. So part of part of my culture, I'm Mexican, Puerto Rican, German, and Irish. Wow. So mm. it's Bustelo coffee, my which, favorite. Yes, Bustelo is the best coffee <laughs> with abuelita chocolate, which is Mexican oh. chocolate, and a little bit of milk and sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I could drink this all day. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I drink it all yeah. day. <laughs> so. So how do you maintain, because I also work from home, and mm-hmm. so it's like my workspace is right. I'm always in it. Yeah. So how do you maintain a work-life balance? Um, you know, in New York, it's a little bit harder. Um, working for myself, having a work-life balance is really important. In Chicago, it's much easier because my studio is separate from my mm-hmm. home, and honestly, that's what I prefer. Um, but it's much more affordable there, and it's easier, it's easier to do that. Um, so there it's easy to do that because I have trained myself to look at it as a job. Like I go in, I have mm. to be into this, in the studio at 7am <laughs> mm. and then I leave usually around 7pm. I usually do like a 12 hour day. And when I come home, I'm done with work. So it's easy to do that there. Here it's different because like I said, there's so many other things going mm. on. You know, I got to move my car four days a week. I got to mm. make sure that I take out the garbage at certain times of the week. And there's all of these things that are constantly going on. So when I'm back in New York, I work from home, thank God, because when I have had to go to other studios, the commute kills so much of my time and energy. Mm-hmm. It makes it really difficult. So here I just, I find that I, I bounce around a lot throughout the day. Um, and my days are much longer. So I usually start around... 8.39 a.m. here, I probably don't end till like 11, Monday through Friday. P.M. P.M. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just because, you know, if I have a meeting, you know, here and I and I need to go meet somebody in Bushwick or in Manhattan, that just took two hours out of my day, mm-hmm. if not more, mm-hmm. two to three hours out of my day. Um, whereas in Chicago, if I have to meet somebody on the other side of the city, it takes 45 minutes for me. You know, mm-hmm. and that's there and back, you know. Yeah. So it's just, it's a it's a difference in um, the way that the city operates and just adjusting to, like, how I have to work for it. But I I am a bit of a workaholic, I admit it. Um, <laughs> but I always have Sundays off. Okay, that's your um, day. Yeah. You don't, you don't Sundays are my day. Work. I always have Sundays off. And I usually take most of Saturdays off. 
Okay. Um, I might check email here or there, or if it's a slow day and we're not doing much, or if it's snowing or something, then I definitely end up in the studio. And it's mostly because when you do what you love, it doesn't feel like yeah. work. So I can be a workaholic as much as I want because I love what I do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so it doesn't feel. I don't feel like oh, I got to do this work or anything. Um, and it's just like on rainy days or days I'm not going to go out. It's fine mm. with going into the studio and. Jen usually joins me, so... Oh, do you guys to work, work together. together? Sometimes. Not all the time. Um, most of the time, we work separately. Mm-hmm. But there will be some days that she'll join me in the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jen's a totally different bird when it comes to, <laughs> like, how she works creatively and how she gets... I'm very, like, disciplined. I, I'm like, I have my list, and I'm like, these are the things I need to do today, and I'm kind of addicted to productivity, mm. and Jen's more of a, like a free bird, like very free flowing. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, you know. I mean, and she gets stuff done for sure, but her process is very different. Than very mine. different. Yeah. But that's always nice, right? Because it's like sort of opposites. Yeah, and that it helps can, yeah, with it helps balance in our household. Exactly, so yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, what advice would you give to someone who may be just starting out, maybe in, in, in their college right now, but they'd mm-hmm. like to eventually, you know, be an artist who has exhibitions and maybe commissions. Yeah. How do, how, do, how do they get into that? Well, the first thing I would say is doing art and creating art is a talent and it's um, a creative skill that if you're able to do it, it's amazing that you're able to do it. But that can't be the only thing that you have. You have mm. to be an entrepreneur. If you want to succeed at being an artist, you have to know how to run a business. And, you know, for me, 60% of my time goes to running a business. Mm-hmm. I'm not here, like, just drawing and painting all day. I wish. You know, maybe <laughs> one day I'll have an assistant that works for me full time. But um, even with the assistant I have in Chicago now, I still play a huge role in running the business. So as an artist, I think you really know need to know how to run a business. You need to know how to do accounting and your books and taxes and understand what it means to pitch business, new business. Um, you need to know how to talk about your work, to talk about yourself very quickly and what you're about. And in a way that isn't universal. Like it has to be in a way that not anybody can say, you know, like what is unique? What is, what is the thing about your work that is innovative or that is different than what every other artist is doing? Um, so the elevator, elevator spit, elevator pitch, basically you need to kind of have that down. Um, and then from there, it's really a little bit of marketing, um, figuring out your brand, Like, because essentially as an artist, you're kind of a brand, you know, like you're people buy you because they're buying your ideas. So you need to know what that looks like so that when you're sending things to galleries or sending pitches to potential, you know, clients, what you're sending out represents you and reflects you really well. Mm. Um, And then just stay on top of it, you know, stay on top of trends. Um, There's a lot of stuff out there with websites um and with the internet so stay on top of what's available and bigger than anything else show up Mm -hmm. you know like you can't just expect that oh you know i I saw this gallery online looks like their work 
would really like fit with what I do, I'm going to send them a submission. If they don't know who you are, they get thousands of submissions. What's going to make you stand out, you know? But if you really want to exhibit there, like go to their ex exhibits. And it benefits you too, you know? Like with the internet today, people can make things look amazing mm -hmm. online. But I can't tell you how many times I've showed up to a physical space and it's like so disappointing or totally different than what their online image is. And that's how you kind of figure it out and, you know, and, and then you get to talk to the people and you kind of get to see, you know, who they're bringing into the room. You get to go to the openings or maybe after the openings and see, you know, how much work are they selling? Are they relying on your audience to sell your work? Mm -hmm. And then they're taking a commission off of it. Yeah. Or are they actually selling your work and getting the money that they earned? Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into lot, <laughs> selling yeah, art, yeah. yeah. But definitely something that is rewarding for you. It seems. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's a tough industry, and it's definitely not an easy job, um, but it's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what makes you and your art innovative? Um, what makes me and my art innovative? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, for one... I merge disciplines that not every artist merges. Mm. So I have the opportunity to use my work to work on big things like Guinness where people physically walk into an event space and literally the minute they walk in, they're experiencing my work, like the walls, things that I've built. Um, so I get to truly use like every skill set of mine to the full capacity. Um, and then... I have this different approach with my marketing background. So I truly understand the viewer mm -hmm. and I try my best to create an experience for that viewer. And I think that's a little bit different because so often with art, you just see their typical white walls, paintings mm -hmm. on the walls. And I usually try to do something different if the curator's open to it. So mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, I, I, go just, to I just want people to experience the story more than anything mm -hmm. so and I try to do that on my website as much as I can um and I think it'll always be something that's kind of a, a work in progress but that's at least what I want mm -hmm. for the art that I create and when you say provoke culture mm -hmm. I love that what does that <laughs> mean to you so provoke culture means a couple different things um one it is to truly celebrate and like reach deep inside you and pull out the culture that you're that is you and make it known mm. and then two it's it's kind of a request to the rest of the world to pay attention to culture and to pay attention to the other cultures that are around us and even if it makes you uncomfortable or even if it makes you um unsure like just dive in mm. you know like dive into it immerse yourself into it and truly like understand what it's about mm -hmm. so kind of provoke yourself you know to get in tune with <laughs> i'm just nodding my head because i'm with it so wait so okay so culture to you is it about where are you from or the city that you grew up in or your race or to you is it like everything that encompasses who you are yeah. and that you walk the world yeah with. it's all of that it's everything that encompasses who you are because we can be born into different ethnicities and and we come from different cultures um as our heritage but the cities that we're in and the environments that we're in kind of alter that or change that you know and 
neighborhoods have their own cultures. Mm -hmm. And if you're in that area, then who you are at home and who you are from your experiences develop this other culture. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why my work is about the exploration of culture and identity, because they kind of fit together and go hand in hand with that. But yeah, I think culture is a combination of it. There's man-made culture. There's, you know, custom cultures that we create intentionally. I mean, hip-hop culture, you know, mm. you think about music and fashion um, and style. That's a whole different thing. Tattoo culture, you know. like mm-hmm. And Sam has some that? awesome like, tattoos. <laughs> I only have two. She was like, I can't keep up. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a combination. Mm. Mm. I love that. I love that. So, one thing I like to ask people is, if you were not, I know you, I know you have a marketing background, uh-huh. and you worked in advertising, but if you could have an alter ego job, right, uh-huh. what would that be? I would be probably like, this is going to sound so bad. No, no, I love this question. <laughs> I would be a getaway car driver. Wait, what? I would be a, a getaway driver. Oh, like, so, like, I robbed a bank, and then I'd be like, Sam, I'm yes, outside. And exactly. you would just, like, be the, yeah. oh, awesome. <laughs> yes. So you would be, like, would you be on call, or you would have, like, your team, and then you would be the getaway driver Yeah, for I would the be team. the getaway driver for the team. I like that. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, one, I'm fascinated with cars. Mm. I have a 66 Mustang. Okay. <laughs> I see so you. I for a long time. <laughs> So I love cars, and I, I've always had this thing for speed. Like I like speed and adventure that gives you a rush mm. that's temporary. So it's like this quick rush, and I think the idea of um, doing something a little bit bad, but like I didn't rob the bank. I just helped them get away. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, they need a safe getaway, <laughs> right? You know? So like I, I'm not an assassin. I didn't you know shoot anyone or do anything, but. I just, you know, kind of helped with a little bit of the trouble. Okay. Um, there's a little bit, you know. <laughs> I, like, I like that. I like <laughs> And just that's... being able to, you know, like reverse a car really fast down mm. a corner. You know, that's, you know little that's like cool. stunts and things so like that. So can you do stuff like that? Like, do you have you ever done like driving stunts or things like that? No, you know, when I was younger, I used to drive really fast and dangerously. Thank God I'm still alive. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've always had a fascination with uh, fast cars, race cars, um, and have always kind of had one. Mm. I've stopped going as extreme. I just have my toy now mm. that I take out occasionally. But um, no, it's just That's kind cool. of always a fascination of mine, though. But you know, when you see one, you watch movies. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know, like I love how fast. Like they Fast and <laughs> Furious and all of those movies. Yeah, right? any movie that has like somebody that needs to like escape the police or like you're like that's me (laughs) that's me i'm the driver (laughs) yeah so um i also want to give you the opportunity to give someone a shiro shout out is there a woman in your life uh you know throughout your career who you've looked up to who inspires you that you want to give a shiro shout out and it doesn't have to be someone you know famous it can just be anyone yeah, um, you know, I'd have to pick my sister, uh, my twin sister, Jenny. I mean, mm-hmm. I have I have three sisters, and they're all amazing, but um, and they all do wonderful things, but my, my twin sister is a ER nurse, mm-hmm. and growing up with her is 
probably one of the most amazing things I could ever experience. Um, selfishly, like it's, or I don't even know if it's selfishly, but um, everyone should be so lucky to have mm-hmm. a twin sister that is also a best friend and totally opposite from you and similar to you in ways that you just connect no matter what. And my sister's really smart and really different from me in in ways that complement me really well. And she's been a, you know, partner in crime teammate my whole life and a mentor and what she does on a regular basis. Um, just blows my mind, mm. you know, like the story she, that she tells me, she, she works at a hospital in one of a rough area in, in Chicago and, you know, she deals with a lot, but she does her job with so much passion and love. Um, and that's inspiring for me. Mm. It makes like, even though, you know, a lot of the work that I do, um, is, is done to impact people and I donate a lot of my profits to charity. Um, but it's people like her that, inspire a lot of that work as well so mm. yeah i would have to pick her so shiro shout out to jenny yes for the awesome work that you do and to all the people that you know help us to heal that's so important mm-hmm. and i know that being an er nurse is it's oh crazy. my gosh incredible so <laughs> it's crazy. kudos to you thank you to you and shout out to you you're awesome thank you for that um before we go are there any Books that you're reading right now that you love that everyone should read? Uh, um, I wish I was, but I'm reading some really <laughs> tough books right now. Um, I'm reading Dog Whistle Politics. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> A lot of, I, obviously, like, if you look at my work, there are political messages kind of laced through it. And um, I'm doing this. I was awarded a Schomburg grant. Yes. Yeah. For the Schomburg Center? <laughs> Um, well, oh. it's a grant through a college. So they, oh, when okay. we apply for it, yeah, I guess it's through the Schomburg Center. Um, but it's a Schomburg Fellow uh, grant. And I started an artisan residence program um, for this school in New Jersey to work with them on their culture and identity course mm. to help drive awareness towards the issue of diversity in higher education. So I'm reading all these books that are really heavy and not anything that... Okay. <laughs> I okay. mean, if you're looking for a fun book, like, yeah, no, I don't have it right now. Um, and even before then, I my, the last book I wrote was Between the World and Me, mm. right? <laughs> Tana Coates. So that was great. That's what um, I'm reading right now. Uh, yeah, it's, I really... It was a it's great... Fabulous. It's a powerful fabulous. book. Everyone mm. should read that. It's, yeah. It's eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm going between uh, Dog Whistle Politics and um, Audre Lorde, mm. a book by Audre But you know what? Here's one. See, it's coming. I, it's coming. There is one. <laughs> <laughs> Jen and I are reading, um, before we go to bed, we kind of read through a few pages of Nayara Wahid's books. Yes. So that's, that's, that's probably my fun one. (laughs) So do you read to each other or we read it together? together? Yeah, we read it together and, um, just kind of like try to digest her words Mm. because each page is so powerful. I know. She's such an amazing poet. So, um, that would be my fun one. Hopefully the next time I talk to you, I'll have some really good. (laughs) Those are all really good. Do you have a favorite quote? 
that you live by? My quote. Yes. It's a quote that um, I actually say all the time to myself. And it's, um, hopefully I'll be doing some artwork around it. But a quote that I say to myself that I, that I came up with was, embrace the struggle. It creates mm. character. Yeah, say it again. <laughs> Embrace the struggle. It creates character. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I, need to, I need to say that to myself, too. Well, Sam, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with yeah, me today. Thank Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we will be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, say what you need to say. Be true to yourself. Express yourself and be you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.